You're listening to The Damn Good Podcast with Edward Quirt, the go-to resource to help you navigate the murky waters of the new music business. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back, my man. <laughs> Still good. <laughs> Funny good, thing is, good. I just I just finished editing the first podcast right before. So I, I just submitted the first podcast to um, That's sweet, Anchor, man. which is what I use for all the other stuff. Um, Why didn't Anchor work for you? I don't know. It's just people has been blaring about Anchor. Like, use it, try it out. And I, I tried it out and it works. It, it, oh. it's easy it's it's free and it pushes your podcast to all the different platforms so that's nice i can yeah i just upload it to anchor and then it, it appears on apple podcast and google right after that's sweet man which is which is pretty nice i sat down with my buddy chris um from unlockyoursound.com two days oh. ago and we talked for an hour and it came out pretty good i've been recording three or four um, other episodes before that, but I didn't like it as much. So okay. I just deleted those or just, they're not going to be released. So I just, just dumped them onto my hard drive and that's basically it. And the first okay. episode is always submitted. I will probably release it on Monday. Um, I guess if you, if you could search for it later today, you will find it already, but I will just send out the link to, to my email list, to Instagram, whatever. I'll push it out until Monday. And then there should be or there will will be this episode right after so people will have two episodes or three oh, if i manage to record one um instantly to download and it's actually better for seo and like for um so that it actually shows up in in the new and noteworthy feed on apple Podcasts if you have like three or four to download so it actually counts the amount of downloads so people don't just see the the one episode and that's it. So they can download two, three, four episodes at the same time, and it counts towards the overall SEO value. Sweet man, sounds interesting. Yeah, so this is basically has been on my mind, right next to the other projects I'm doing for for my clients right now. And, and how often are you doing this? I feel like I should be doing it once every week, like one episode per week. Okay. But I probably will do once every two weeks now until I get the, the time that I want. So I'm, I'm not aiming to to hit the number one spot um, instantly, but I will do it regularly. At, at least I plan to, because there's no point of starting a podcast and then after one month, it's, it's just dead, just because you, you promised yourself you would do a lot, but then you actually didn't deliver on, on that. Um, True. As with anything in life, so... I want it to work and I want it to be part of my routine because it's it's an outlet, it's a creative outlet. It gives me the, the possibility to talk to to my friends again and True. to people I've, I haven't been talking to in a year. Like we talked, the last time we talked properly was like a year ago. And True, true. now it gives me the, the possibility to sit down to talk with you and maybe share some experience with, with the listeners. And that's a win-win for everyone. Totally, man. So that's that's on my end. What's nice. up with you? What are you? So for 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 excuse me to uh, I often 
um talk into into people right into but let me <laughs> let, for those people who who don't know you in two sentences uh what do you do where do you come from and that's basically just two sentences well i'm a music composer here in india Uh, this is south. This is the south part of India. So we have films that have albums and songs, as everybody knows, like Bollywood kind of songs. So we make music here and scores for films, and that's how it works. Sweet. So you're producing music for Indian movies. That's true. And, and as far as as far as I know, there's more than Bollywood, right? There is. There are so many different industries in India. So if people if people hear about Indian movies, they always think about Bollywood in the first place. But there's there's way more. There's just Bollywood and what's what what else? So I know I don't like the whole word Bollywood. <laughs> it's kind of funny because it's like Bombay and Hollywood. Exactly. Yeah. The Western the Western term of calling yeah. it that way. I mean whatever. So people prefer to call it Bollywood, I'm gonna call it Bollywood. But there's more than Bollywood. There's something called Collywood, there's something called Tollywood. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's super funny, man. So what's the difference? The difference is just a language. So Hindi is the most spoken language in India. Right. And that's Bollywood. So Hindi is spoken all throughout the world, a lot of places. But then there is another language, Tamil. Tamil is what is the next language that is, it is the oldest language in India. And so I'm I'm a Tamil film composer. It's just right after Hindi. Sweet. Yeah. So, so there is... And Tamil, the, the Tamil industry makes way more movies than Bollywood. It does it, really? It's, yeah, it does. There's about uh, about 300 movies a year that comes out from here. 300? So it's 300 like movies every, a year. every day is a movie, almost. Every, 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 every week has about five releases. Jesus Christ. And that's there are so many songs coming out. There's so many films coming out. People just have so many options. How do people manage to, to watch all those movies? You know, funnily, they do. I mean, if... Uh, yeah, they, they sure totally if, do. They they make time somehow. Even, like, it's quite surprising. And uh, if it's a great movie, they celebrate it. They watch it uh, two times or three times or even, like, five times people go back to theaters and keep watching it. And yeah. films are really adored here, so... You know, I, I just bought a YouTube premium account so I don't have the the ads and I can okay. actually use it while my iPhone is, is um, blacked out on, on in sleep mode. Okay. And I just shared it with my wife and she, when she starts listening to, to Bollywood songs or just Indian songs out of movies, okay. it's not that she stops after five or 10. It's when I look <laughs> up the history, it's probably 70 or 80 every time she listens to it. <laughs> so now I understand. And she knows every single song. She's Persian, but she knows every single song. She can sing like almost every song as it How is. How is that because though? I don't oh, know. she's Persian, but how did she? How did she? How did she get that uh, affinity towards? I mean, how did she start listening, and how did she develop that towards Bollywood music? As far as I know, all of her friends who are Persian as well, they're a lot into Persian movies. Since since like Iran and Afghanistan, where she's from, they don't have like okay. a movie industry like Bollywood at all. True. And true. since India is is the nearest thing that comes. Close culturally to to what Persian culture is, I guess. 
True. Um, that's why it's so intriguing for them. It's it's way more close culturally and traditionally than than Western movies. True. So, and this whole family like pressure tradition thing, you know what I mean? Like marrying yeah. someone outside. It's it's all the same kind of, um, and it's deeply rooted into the into the culture. That's why it's it's that close. True. I guess nice, that, that's the reason for it. Yeah. So she enjoys a lot of Indian movies, and I definitely watch my fair share of them with her, and I enjoy them. I'm I'm not like hating on on Indian movies at, at all. It's diff. It's surely different, and they show They're different. Very dramatic. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and they have singing and dancing. But it's yeah. actually it's fun. Like some of those it's movies, um, we watch some of those most um, famous ones with with Deepika and who's the guy she married, um, Ranveer. Uh, Ranveer. Ranveer. <coughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we watch some of those, and they're crazy. The amount of of dancing and the costumes <laughs> and 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 just just and the storytelling. It's it might be not True. for everyone, but it, it it's definitely good. Since I'm True, not. Man. I mean, I live in Berlin in Germany, but I don't I don't see myself as a pure Western person. Um and <laughs> I wouldn't have man, I yeah. wouldn't have yeah, I wouldn't have a Persian wife otherwise. I have so many cultures <laughs> mixed in, 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 in me. So I'm I'm not I'm definitely not watching only Hollywood movies. Um That's that's good. So You're that, open to a lot of new things. Yeah, that's a nice spread for me. And and it's it, it shapes me a lot as as a person culture as well and musically because if you listen to only to western music and only to pop music you're very one-sided and flat like 2d as as a producer as a musician if you share a lot True. of cu cultures experience those and actually try to understand and be open-minded then it enriches you um and gives back true true same as with you you were shaped um, with your Indian culture, but you, you also like jazz a lot, which is exactly. not Indian at all, if you take it this Indian way. Yeah. yeah. Although it, it shares like the, the microtonality compared to, to the Western, like to the standard scales. Um, Definitely. That's why it might be close, but overall the culture is, is purely American and it, it's, it's definitely not Indian, but you still like it and it shaped you as a producer as well. Definitely, man. It's it's all the kind of music that we listen to. We just, you know, our sound develops because of all the little things that we admire and we just inculcate all of those little things, those little, uh, you know, those beautiful little musical, you know, these streets that have, I know, so many different genres are there, right? And it takes a lifetime, more than a lifetime to listen to everything and the kind of stuff people are coming out these days. It's crazy, man. Yeah, I need it evolves all the time I know. so while you're studying one there's another one popping up that you need to take care of maybe so how how was your year overall my year was good actually it was a little slow because usually we do like about three films a year yeah it was the previous year before that i did about three movies a year which which had like three albums in one year and um and that's like three albums and three background scores for the film so that's like a very decent thing. But this year I took it kind of cool and took up just like one film. And uh, so I'm focusing more on my... 2019 is just one movie. 2019 is just one, but I'm going to take up like another two more. Over the course of the year. Over the course of the year. Yeah, yeah. but just, just notice three albums in the year is, is, is a lot. 
I mean, for here, the standards here, it's not a lot. Eight is, eight is decent here. <laughs> Eight, for one guy doing eight albums. For one guy. It's just one. See, that's the, that's the funny part here. So here we have uh, one guy uh, composing the melody, uh, getting a lyric writer or a songwriter to write the lyrics. He produces it. He composes it. He arranges, arranges it. He records it. He mixes. Everything is done by him. Jesus Christ. So that's... And the background scores as well. So but not just it, the song. How is it... Excuse me. How is it possible to sustain that amount of of workforce for eight albums in a year? I would burn out really fast. I, for sure, because you're dealing with deadlines, you're dealing with difficult people, budgets being cut all the time, and then Definitely. you need, still need to bust out eight albums for a movie that people are going to listen to in an actual Definitely. movie theater. So that's a lot Definitely. of pressure. How do you deal with that, even for three albums? You know, I don't know where the energy comes from suddenly because I think when you're, when you're doing a lot of work and you're not really thinking about the process, I think good stuff really happens. It just happens. It comes out of nowhere. And the best stuff happens when you're not really trying to do something. It just happens because of deadlines. Sometimes deadlines is a great thing. I work best under deadlines. And yeah, then, these deadlines then you're are really... Burning. Yeah, I mean, you're not even thinking. You're just, just doing you don't even have time to analyze what you're doing. You're just doing. It's just constantly ideas after ideas. You're just creating. So when it's something like that, it's kind of great. So even you can do even 10 movies and you can still not burn out if if it's just... Sometimes yes. some people like that. I enjoy that. In fact. Yeah. For me, for me, it's definitely difficult to to immerse myself into a process really deep. Since Definitely. I mean, you do you work alone or do you have a team? So I have, I'm completely, you know, I'm a music composer who works alone, but there are a lot of music composers here who, who have people doing yeah. their, uh, you know, productions separately. And then they have like multiple ghost producers and stuff. Oh, I know those people, right? <laughs> but yeah. that's, that's actually <laughs> remarkable. So you're alone and by yourself. I'm yeah. alone. Uh, I like to, to be alone as well, to get deep into work. But on a long-term basis, I'm, I'm, I need someone to be there, you know? I don't know why. Definitely, I definitely. have a problem with staying alone and closed up all the time, especially in the winter, man. It's so boring and depressing. <laughs> you might get like eight to 10 hours of work, solid work, like with, with the admin work, the actual production parts, calls, whatnot. Um, but then again, over long-term, I need someone to be there for sure. And it's always, always great to have someone just being there, just sitting somewhere and you know, like you can just go over and talk, talk with them and grab some food. It gets lonely in the studio, it right? It gets so lonely, man. It's a lonely work. It's, it's a lonely job. You know, being a producer is a tough job, man. That's why you have to do something live as well because music's supposed to be enjoyed by a lot of people. Right. And when you're not, when you're not directly seeing that enjoyment of people enjoying your music, it gets kind of frustrating just sitting all by yourself in a room, just producing music even if even if you're churning out like hits hit after hit and it's being enjoyed by a million millions of people if you're not out there going performing that live right no it really gets you frustrated you're when totally you're right. inside just play. even even if you, if you send it out and it gets millions of listeners and people congratulate you on facebook it doesn't feel as it doesn't it feel it doesn't that, feel at all that great. you see the the numbers online and everyone's like congratulations dude this is incredible and you're like yeah, I don't feel it. 
I don't. I kind. I <laughs> exactly. kind of feel a little bit, but it's not that that real feeling when you're when you're out there and and not even performing, just being with people and celebrating. So this is this is something Definitely. I'm going to focus on this year. I always thought of myself as as like this lone wolf that's that's alone and like producing and I don't need anyone but it definitely changed over years a lot yeah I realized you cannot be alone you, you're not like you're not in a single lady you're not on <laughs> island you're you're an actual human being and we're social we're super social and Facebook and Instagram and all this shit is 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 good <laughs> it has its purpose but it's not a a replacement for for definitely, r- real life human interaction. Definitely, definitely. So that's, that's something good, for 2019. Meeting people, meeting people. Human beings are social yeah, animals, right? Exactly. That's what music should be about. In this this digital um age we're living in. It's it's definitely hard to adapt to, and we're pretty new to all of this internet stuff. So um I guess it's it's only on us to 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 take notice, to be aware of um, what's happening with yourself and with the world right now, and adjusting accordingly. Definitely, man. Do do you see yourself performing live somewhere in the near future? I do perform live, but it's not as often. I play piano. Okay. So I play some jazz with a jazz band or solo, but it's not as often. It's twice a year, just because I don't have the time, and I'm. Like I would have the time if I would make it, but I need to actually sit down and have the program down, play the notes, learn everything, and be be ready to perform. And it takes a lot of nerves and time and effort to to actually do that while you're doing music full time and producing, mixing, and all the jazz. But true, I true. I feel like I enjoy it a lot, and it's definitely something I'm looking forward to because it's a skill as well. Playing live in front of people. It, it's a skill and it's it's an experience not everyone has in their lives. Even musicians, not all of them play live, actually. True, As producers, true. we're always behind desks, behind computers, and not a lot of us play live. True. Um, I'm kind of envious of, not envious, but kind of a little bit jealous of, of <laughs> um, worship people in America who play at church on, on Sundays and, and they have this outlet almost every single week so they the worship people they they go and play keyboard organ whatever they do drums live at their churches and then they just go back home and this is this is just part of of everyday living and i'm not talking about being of faith and and believing in god and and it's just the community you know church is a community for them and that's that's pretty cool it's like a jazz club where you go every week to play and it's just naturally there that's cool. And I we definitely have a couple of friends who do that, um, which is awesome nice, man. for them. That's nice. Performing live is definitely a different feeling. Sharing your music directly with people. It's a very important thing. That's why all the artists, you know, they, they can't wait to get into the studio when they're performing live. And when they're in the studio, they can't wait to get back to the, to the live stage. You know, yeah. that's a feeling I really connect to, you know. When you're in the studio making music, you can't wait to share that with the world and you can't wait to play that live. But then when you're touring and stuff, you're like, oh man, I can't wait to get back to the studio and, you know, make some more songs. I have so many new ideas, you know? Yeah. And that cycle is a beautiful cycle. I agree 100%. For me, for me, 
personally, I, I this this year I'm focusing more on you know probably getting my whole live act, whatever songs I've done this far, to get my own live act, and it'll be fun because I'm more of a I'm more of a live guy. I'm more of a yeah. pianist. That, live that's pianist, what I wanted. Right? That's what I wanted to ask. You're not only producing stuff for for the movies. You're actually the 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 artist on a lot of those tracks as well, or on the most Definitely. of those tracks. So you sing as well, and you Definitely. got a nice, beautiful voice, uh, which Thank I you. enjoy listening to. Um, but you actually then play live and perform live. And from what I've seen on the videos you posted, you got huge audiences there. I mean, India is huge by itself, but still, Definitely. you play in front of many thousand people. Definitely, man. And that's an ind indescribable feeling. Playing in front of people and getting that energy, getting that high is, is crazy. That's that's totally a different high altogether. And that's a, cl uh, that's a clean high. That's not a dirty high like... You know, funnily, when you when your song releases and even if you get 10 million views, you know, actually being there in a in a in a in a auditorium with about thousand people and then them singing back that song to you, even if it's just thousand people, you know, that feeling is way better than you know how many ever hits, right? Them knowing your songs and singing it back to you, that's a different feeling altogether. That's a whole different level. That's what I want to focus on. That's a whole on different more. level. So. Tell me a little bit about your background. I don't know that much. How did you start making music at all? What What about your family? Did you do you come from a musician family, or did, did you start it by yourself? So my dad is a singer and a pianist. Right. So more of uh, singing in church and uh, playing some uh, keyboards in church. He started off like that. So that's how he. I mean, his dad was a reverend in church, so he got that whole musical side from him, and I got that side from him. And after after that, he was he works as a manager for uh, uh, Mr. A. R. Rahman. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, A. R. Rahman. He's a Bollywood composer, Oscar right. winner for Slumdog Millionaire. Yes, I did. Hear, I did hear of him. Yeah, so he works with him. So so he used to sing for him a lot. Some of his uh, films and scores and. Some of his music he used to give his voice for some of the songs, and that's how even I started off looking, you know, looking at him. Uh, this A. R. Rahman was a big influence for me. So as a child, I used to watch him in the studio with all these gadgets and all these. Well, know, he's a legend. And he's a legend, man. I he's mean, a legend. He's, he's definitely a legend. He's churned out more albums than the Beatles, Michael Jackson, everybody combined. It's a machine. <laughs> he, that guy is a machine. Um, seriously, he is. I look at his um, disco discography yeah. on on Wikipedia, and you can scroll for days. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and you know, back back then, even uh, in India, there was this guy called uh, he's a legend, Ilai Raja. So he's a South Indian composer who did uh, one film in three days. Every three days, he did a film. Which had about six songs and How a background score. He just did it. It was all live. Everything was live. There's no programming, production, melodying, uh, mixing, mastering. No, it just went straight to tape. <laughs> you had Bust musicians. Out six songs. Bye. Yeah, man. I mean, that was some crazy. That's a crazy lifestyle. So he's done about 108 films a year, <laughs> which is about that's, that's uh, a nice work. I think that's close to about 600 songs in a year. Man. And there are like 300 days in a... I quit right now. In a year, quitting. man. Bye. I'm quitting. <laughs> so there were people like that. So so yeah, Rahman also is a legend. But he he took it uh, to the next game by, you know, focusing more on production and stuff. So he was a new, you know, 
a new game altogether in uh, Indian music. Sweet. So this is your ultimate inspiration yeah, long term. Definitely, he's a big inspiration. Looking forward, how is the industry right now? Where where you see it going over the next years? What are some hardships you experience right now? Because it's not only everything is rainbows and, and butterflies. It's also... No rainbows, no butterflies ever. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about the, of different the, things. the industry right now. Where you see it? I mean, whatever you can tell, actually. If you're bounded by, by any contracts or you don't want to badmouth anyone, nah. I completely understand it. But just from your experience speaking, whatever you can tell, please share with the audience. We, we'd love to hear. So here in uh, South India, we keep having films, but then the actors, they have a big fan base, right? So it's also not just making music that, that you like to make. It's about satisfying the entire team of uh, of the team you're working with, like the director, the product, the producer, the actor, and you have to have his fan base in mind. Yeah, and you know those are a lot of lot of challenges. So you know us liking a tune and getting it, you know, out of our head into the computer, and you know liking it and you know believing in it, that's a big deal. And then pushing that, you know, it has to go down. The chain, it has to go to the director, it has to go to the producer, they'll have some changes, and then it goes to the actor, the actor has some changes. So the, by the time it comes out, it's a lot of, it's a collaboration of a lot of ideas, which sometimes can be great. Mm. Most of the times, no. <laughs> and also, until you make a name for yourself, you're going to get, you know all these kind of different inputs from a lot of people. Yes, nobody will actually take it seriously until you you're actually have some some, Definitely. some under your belt and then your word, word is actually weighty and worth worth what it worth its salt basically. I think these days it's more important for you to be a brand by yourself. Yeah, right? that's that's the social media age. Branding is everything. Your branding, branding is everything. How, and and of oftenness is the brand might be brilliant, but what stands behind the brand is actually not as good. So there is a mismatch between what's being presented exactly. and what what's behind and a seed. And I definitely had it on 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 my side as well. So a lot of people are misrepresenting themselves online, which I'm at fault, but I'm only a human. But I try at least to to stay as authentic as possible. Um, but it's funny how everything, everyone has a, has a word in, in the production. And if, if just one, one little piece, one little element dislikes your song, and I mean one of the guys down the line, um, I know. from director to artist, you, you're supposed to go back and, and change it. So there's quality control times 10, more or less. It's madness, man. Until you make a big brand for yourself and then you won't have any interruptions from anyone. It's just you and all your inputs. And you know, the yeah. best thing about it is once you're in that zone, you'll just keep churning out way better songs, way better music. It's more straight from the heart. Now you're thinking about... Oh, yeah, of okay, course, because nobody is, is, is interrupting you like I do with you right now. Everyone's just, <laughs> he's the guy. Just do whatever you like and then you actually do. And nobody is, is, is pointing a finger. Nobody is, is saying shit. You're just, I'm doing my stuff and that's it. And, definitely but I mean overall it, it's it's definitely a position you have to earn it's not that everyone could come and say like hey I'm, pro I'm the producer let me produce my stuff 
and you don't have to say anything. But then you're true. actually pretty shit just because you're a new. Who, who the fuck are you? Ultimately, true, not true. not you in, in in person, but just someone, some producer who, who comes along. Um, so there there's a fine line between you. You just have to earn your your respect in in every position, and it's the same for me and for all of my colleagues, for everyone in this industry. You have to earn your name and your brand, and the respect of of your clients and whomever your audience. Definitely, so, definitely. That's that's not to say that that you're entitled to to doing you all the time. Although you should long term aim for it for sure. Definitely. So what are your plans long term? Are you looking into establishing yourself as the big name, um, the next big big name in, in in India, or do you looking into going outside of India and producing somewhere else, or is it actually your home and you wanna you wanna do that for now at least? For me, I'm focusing more on independent music as of now. So getting out my own stuff, you know, there's no, uh, you know, inputs from anyone. It's just me directly, my emotions, my whatever I'm thinking, whatever's coming from straight from my heart. I just want to put that out. And uh, I'm focusing more on that because when you're in these films, right, uh, there's this, the actor's fan base, when you're doing big films with a big actor, they kind of follow you and they become fans of you because you're working on that project. And it's a very deceiving kind of a thing. You might you you might think that you're getting a lot of fans, but on the long term, it's not genuine fans that are actually genuinely uh, investing in your music. Yeah, they're only interested in you just because you work with someone who's because more Because you're working with someone who's really big, right? Yeah. And that's that's a very tricky concept because a lot of people don't get it, but I'm slowly beginning to get it because you know when when you're working with the biggest artists, their fans kind of they're all over you during that project and then the next person goes and they they're gone. So it's just not about numbers, you know. It's you need that genuine uh set of people who will just really dig into your music. And I feel that the only way you can do that is just to become an artist by yourself investing in your own uh, music and uh, putting out your own stuff. So, I mean, personally, this is just, I'm talking about India right now. Yeah. So for me, this is, this is the plan. So just, yeah, India has a stuff. special kind of fans, right? It's kind of similar to K-pop where the fans Definitely. are very, very strict on whom to follow almost to a point of, of low key stalkerism <laughs> totally, on, on, on a, in a sense, you know what I mean? They're not just yeah. fans of the music, and maybe they enjoy just just whatever the the artist put, put puts out. They true, true. they follow every single step of whomever, and they're like almost into a nth degree where it's just idol worshiping. That's the right word for it. They're crazy fans here. They're definitely crazy in in that sense. Um, yeah. and you got a lot of them. I mean, one point how much three billion people in india alone it's crazy that's true man this is this is it's a huge market it's 15 times germany it's <laughs> <laughs> ultimately a joke um i know but then there's that much more competition right and uh, do you do you point, have do you actually have that much competition there well there's a lot of competition here and uh, you know there's an album that's releasing there's like two three albums releasing every week and the whole point of, you know, working with a big guy, uh, 
that album stands out more whether the quality is good or whether the quality is bad i don't know if india yeah, has just a because whole... of, of of the name and the connections the, exactly. the big guys have so it's again it's a lot of it's the same brands. it's the same stuff and and i don't Germany know is it well. the same everywhere is it the same yeah, even in yeah, germany yeah yeah it's kind of the same if you're big you have the connections and people are more likely to support you just because you already have the name it's the same in america when post malone or drake releases an album everyone is is jumping on on a train just because he he has proven himself in the past and now everyone wants a piece of 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 the cake and it's definitely the same thing for russia i'm i'm working with a lot of russian artists and um the industry is pretty young relatively right now and funny thing is so spotify is dominating europe and and us mostly and especially europe but in russia they have the itunes sell like the itunes actually the actual itunes charts where you sell stuff and then the apple music charts as well but they don't have spotify at all they don't have it yeah um, even india in doesn't russia. have spotify yet and people definitely buy themselves into into number one positions or they have connections to those pr firm, firms um to to claim that that number one number two spot so there's definitely a way to pay yourself or the management whomever if you got a huge funding behind you it's it's pretty feasible to to fund yourself it's easy way easier not that that it's impossible to to land a hit because there's also instagram and youtube and a lot of bloggers and and those guys they they have a word to say and they're pretty much influential there and with with their help it's very very possible to land a good spot that's but true also, but but correct me if i'm wrong uh in in uh in english music in pop music unless you prove yourself and then you get your own set of audiences i think the the audiences the global audience of the whole english language they they really judge good quality they they know what is good quality right because here in india there's sometimes there's a lot of uh, composers who are very you know very mediocre quality of music but still associated with the big brands they have not proven themselves they have not proven themselves to make a name for themselves but it's just big yeah. brands associated and you straight hit to number 1 but like you're saying in english you have to get that quality and prove that over time and get successful and then after what you do after that it's celebrated even though uh, whether whether the quality is good or bad it's just on your brand but to build that brand it takes quality right man i would say yes but then you look at the billboard top 50 and then you have guys like what's what's his freaking name takashi 69 this rainbow hair dude who just screams in every song and i don't understand anything he's he's rapping because it's it's <laughs> mumble rap times 10 with like mexican accent i don't know but he's number one constantly con- constantly number one and the music for me aesthetically it's bad but i see the appeal and i feel like he had this old hype thing built up on social media like instagram and world star hip hop and all this um like hype stuff he built his success True. on hype on on people reporting about hey he he had beef with this one he shot this one he did this and then all this hype got him features with people like Nicki Minaj and like oh shit those those people like the high the high 
um, creme de la creme of, of, of music. And now he's number one everywhere. So I would say mostly it's quality because if major labels invest in you, they want to see that you already have some success going on and then exactly. they take what's there and polish it up and make it even better. Multiply they, that. Yeah, yeah multiply the, that they multiply by... that and they have the means to reach those people at Billboard, at Apple and so on. They have the connections. True. Um, but then there's just once in a while those guys who have just just the hype and they just hustle themselves up with, with live gigs locally and then just go beyond and explode with some meme you know, like meme track, like those those um, dance tracks, like Kiki. Okay. Do you love me by by Drake and those those other hundred dances that I don't even know, but I see them all the time on Instagram, and they those guys explode like those Kodak Black and what what's their name? I don't even know. Um, not dissing them, by the way. If you listen to them, good for you. I just see it as a marketer from from the side from the side standpoint. Uh, don't indulge in the music actually but this is how it works nowadays or this chick um she's how old is she 14 15 this bad baby barbie bad baby yeah i've heard of her jesus christ and, oh, and she man. she got famous just because she she was in this dr, dr. phil, phil show. Yeah. yeah and then she exploded got got a contract with bmg sony whatever and and people invest money in her she can't rap at all people write good <laughs> beats people write uh, music um, lyrics for her. She performs, and she kind of performs well because she <laughs> she trains and she, she got that she got that attitude. But true, why she hypes is not because she's a great musician. The, she hypes because she has the, she got the hype, the online Instagram hype going, and people and know also, the, the label behind her. And, yeah, the people behind the label they will they know that that she will cause. See, like we are talking about her right now. That's exactly the way, the exactly. exactly the reason why she is in the charts. Just because we right now both, both like grown men, talk about <laughs> this fifteen-year-old girl charting <laughs> and and making making top ten. True, true. Just because of that. So there's multiple ways, and there's a lot of this this meme hype. I going mean, on. it's it's always not going to be just pure music. I mean, there are going to be these people who just ride on hype. I don't think they're going to last that long. The people who have lasted the longest are the ones who have proved quality over time. Yeah, but do they want lasting success? That's the question. I mean, are we talking about actual musicianship and actual craft and love for, for the music? Or are we talking just superficial success? You know, what, what people per perceive as success as in money, charts and whatever it is, um, which is just one layer of it all. But long-term musician music success is a whole different thing for me, at least. True, yeah. 
people who last long, they build their success slowly over f- oh, five, time. 10, 15 years. Yeah. Bruno Definitely. Mars, Bruno Mars, huge, huge oh, inspiration. Yeah. He, he was writing songs for all the top guys for 10 years before he got his big break. True. So he, he was in studios writing for, for known people, for Maroon 5 and those guys before he wrote his song. And now he's one of the biggest performers um, in the world, actually. But That's he was crazy, man. How old success. is he? I don't know. 30-something? 31, 32? He's super young. Maybe he's That's... in 29, 28. I don't know. But he's super, super young. I guess he's... That's... he's around 30 plus minus to to reach where he's reached is quite impossible man but he did it he did it he did it in spite of working with a lot of people as a whatever ghost pro- i mean i i'm sure he was credited for all the work he's done yeah but then he started small and it's the right way in my in my in my opinion you you need Definitely. to be you need to be prepared for what's coming Definitely. so if if you're not prepared you get the money you get the hype you get the <laughs> get the pussy and then you disappear <laughs> just because you're not prepared to take it on. Success is True. not easy. It's not easy to, to have, to enjoy. And people definitely. are definitely not ready. They ruin their careers for drugs, for women. Then stuff is happening, you know, like divorces, children and, and stuff like that. Unfortunately, the Western world likes drama a lot. So we give those people attention, <laughs> e- even if their life is, is, is going downhill and we give, we give them even more attention and they, they just thrive at it. Look at Kanye West and like the Kardashians. I know. They just I know. have one, one drama after the next disaster and this shit is <laughs> happening. And, and that's, that's the real life clickbait right here. But I mean, whatever you do at the end of the day, there's, there's a niche and there's an audience for you. So there's no need to, I've been bitter a lot and I've seen a lot of bitter people like getting really bitter about the industry, about how, how it is, but it is how it is. It, it's already it is is it is. That, that way. You, you cannot change it. You're just one it's guy. It's a fast world. Yeah. It's a just, fast world. So whatever, whatever it is, there's an audience for every music. There's an audience for anything. And you know, what's funny you might enjoy some niche music, like I love funk music and funk is definitely not, not the biggest genre, but I don't want it to be mainstream. People always, always True. think like this music deserves more fans or more listeners. Yeah. But once it becomes mainstream, nobody, you, you will not like it because it's then, then it's everywhere. Like with EDM, I've been enjoying EDM when it was like in his, in its early birth years, 2011, 2010, until Skrillex came. Yeah, and, every, and it became became mainstream. Martin Garrix everywhere, and, and Nicky Romero and those guys who are awesome True. at what they do. But I, I disliked EDM since then because it was too mainstream. People made money. People made movies about it. Uh, Zac Efron, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and my my mom loves this movie. She, this is awesome. This is a good movie. <laughs> so and yeah. since then, I dislike EDM because I cannot enjoy it that much because it's literally everywhere. And I went back what are to you, my... What are you currently grooving to? What kind of music are you digging right now? What do you think is the future? I'll ask you, it's a, it's a two-faced, two-sided question. Yeah. So what I'm listening to right now is, is actually jazz and classic music. I produce music all day, so I don't want to... Okay. I barely listen to music, honestly. If I'm working on music nine, eight hours a day, I, I don't enjoy listening to music at all. It's just too much. I try to keep up with what's current right now once in every two weeks. I just check the new releases, top 50, whatnot. 
But nice. then if, if I'll lay down and read a book, I just take my Google home and say like, hey, Google, play some jazz piano. And then it's just starting to play some some of my playlists or... There you go. <laughs> I hope it doesn't play right now because it's sitting right behind me and I would need to turn it off. You know, it's very um, important to go back to your roots, right? Jazz and classical music. Yeah. They gave birth to everything, right? All of the current genres are based on, on this stuff in a sense. Even hip-hop has its roots. Hip-hop came music. from jazz. Yeah. But then again, there's a lot of guys who do very nice, jazzy not only jazzy, funky music, and they're actually known and, and charting. And like, look, those those guys like Maxwell, um, who's doing Maxwell. beats on, yeah, he's doing beats on, on Instagram. He, this guy is a crazy, he's amazing. His beats are incredible. A lot of funk producers and, and new disco and those guys, they're pretty much innovating still. And those genres are in demand and people listen to them. And some of them I enjoy a lot as well. But... I can open up my Spotify list and see what I've been listening over the last two days at least and let you know what I've been digging and then I'll tell you <laughs> what I think about the future. So opening up Spotify right now. So what I have, uh, some indie pop from Astor, ASTR, super dope group. I've been enjoying them since 2000, whatnot, 11, nice. 12. They make super nice and very special music. You know, for me, music has to touch me. Uh, definitely not physically but in a sense it has to evoke emotion if i listen to a track and it's and it's perfectly produced everything is tight but it doesn't feel anything then it's like it failed me it failed the purpose ultimately as True. as a storytelling instrument and then that's basically it then i have some russian rap just because i work with the russians in in that sense and then nice. i have a lot of a lot of garage actually because right now i produce a garage song for um the russian group that i'm producing and nice. I've linked up with my buddy from London and he jumped on a track as well. So I'm getting some authentic uh, garage vibes and people don't do that much good garage nowadays. Uh, it's been, it's been nice. huge in the early uh, 2000s. Not anymore, but I tried to bring it back because the influence is all over. It might be not as great as, as a single genre, but subtle influence and in, in, in pop music, it, it's always there and then i've been actually enjoying a group that's called oliver a lot because it's two olivers oliver goldstein steen and oliver vince whatever vince vaughn i don't know okay uh, you, you have to send me all of this stuff vince, yeah and and their productions are man if there's yeah? top three of of producers i admire long term those guys the, the just the production value the, they produce kind of what i do more or less like okay. funk electro something oh. in between but just the production quality is beyond anything that that i ever encountered it, it's just are they a duo uh, are they a duo or is it a single yeah guy? it's two guys what are they called again oliver oh. like the name okay. yeah and the, the album name is full circle and that's what I've been enjoying a lot. The The production value is just amazing. Um, and you will love it. I know I know you dig it as well. And I'll definitely dig it. <laughs> you, you will love it for sure. Hell yeah. I'm going to check you, it out. What you've been digging into? What you've been digging into musically? For me, I've found this new artist called Ariza. Have you heard of him? Um, probably not. 
I do now. This guy called Ariza. He's, uh, I think he's Colombian, but settled in uh, in the US. I, he's a Berkeley. He's a Berkeley student, and he's a guitarist. Word. And I think he's he's hardly twenty one, twenty two. I guess. Man, that guy. Crazy! Guy's how many how many talented guys? Sometime. Super young. <laughs> I know they're all in their eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. Yeah. And it's scary, man, to see them this good. It's, it's really scary. But at, on the other hand, you know, how do you know what chances they had, what was given to them musically-wise? You know, you had your dad playing piano and you've seen him from from a small age. I True. didn't have anyone in, in my family. Nobody's a musician. Everyone's either technical or just simple, like nothing in, in terms of music. So I, I had my interests by myself and I had to to go into it also by myself so nobody supported me and if people children have a support system given to them at a young age that's actually Definitely. a huge advantage just imagine starting doing music at three five years and then true by the, by the by the time you're 20 you already have 15 years of, of music edu- education under Definitely. your belt and then you're brilliant as a pianist as a guitarist vocalist whatever True, but it's true. not good or bad. It's just the way it is. I mean, sometimes I say to myself, man, I'm 27. Like, uh, I'm old. But on, on the other hand, like, too old for what? All, all the best producers and, and, and mixing engineers are actually in their 50s and 60s, the top <laughs> top guys. So why the fuck do I need to be 18? And on the other <laughs> hand, I, I don't want to be like a teeny teen idol that's not for me that's definitely not for me dude I, I wouldn't i wouldn't hate it i would hate it and just not my goal my goal is just to to get better every day to get deeper into into this craft and science and to to polish myself and to deliver value at the end of the day i don't want it to show my face around even though it's beautiful um <laughs> but that's that's reserved for my wife and for my mom for my birthday very nice yeah very mature of you I've always told you, remember when we were speaking on WhatsApp and I, I was I was having one of those down days and I was texting you and you were like, you were speaking way ahead of your age. Yeah, but only just because I struggle with this shit every day and I True, man. think about it a lot and, and read a lot. So that's all coming from, from personal experience. Everything I say on a podcast or online where I say, you need to do this, it, it, Every time I say you, I actually mean myself. So every time I try to give advice and people think of it as, oh, now the f- he, he, he's like know-it-all. He, he knows fucking everything, you know? It's just, <laughs> I'm writing it, I'm writing it, I'm telling it for myself. It's just for me as a reminder to, to not forget it, to be mindful of it once again, because I just remembered, oh, okay, this is what I should think about on a daily. And That's awesome, man. I always love reading all of your tips about the music industry mainly about you know building yourself as a brand about you know yeah a lot the, the, of really insightful things that you come out with and i want you to keep coming out with them a lot more this year looking for forward sure to that, that's what we do right now that that that's long form of it so that's an opportunity to to sit down and and just do it like this instead of me writing small instagram stories which i will also do as well definitely um so but i mean that's also great because it reaches a lot of people unexpected people that you wouldn't even think of yeah i had a so, lot of known people reach out to me and say hey dude i love your content keep it up like I top know, top know. guys in the industry who i'm never expected who would ever look at my shit 
just true, hitting true. me up and and telling me this is this is good shit. Definitely, dude. You should keep doing that. I will. And what when about I, when is your when yeah. is your single next next album next EP? Very soon, actually. Um, I just released a remix, but I have a single coming up that's just me for my own, like just just myself without any any clients involved, and it's actually pretty dope. New disco ish, my signature style single that's coming up nice. and then i have also remixes two of them coming up over the next two months three months probably nice that features some clients but it has my style what i Sweet. did basically last year is i i stopped producing everyone and everything and i focus more on my niche and what i actually like and it's been great I focus, I actually deliver better results because I love what I do and I'm just Definitely. not second guessing myself. That's with, very, oh, that's very important. I need to, yeah, I need to produce this thing just because I need the money and I'm not like giving 100%. I mean, I can, I can produce almost everything besides of rock and those, those genres. I'm not as, as huge into those, but everything pop, R&B, EDM related, I did produce and I can but it's not what I ultimately love so now I'm f- focusing more on this Charlie Puth Bruno Mars Def Punk oh, The Weeknd sound which is also super current Calvin Harris oh, you, you see those sounds all the time in the industry and they will continue to be you ask me what the future is I, I feel like people will remix rehash all the different genres we had over the last three to four decades and bring those <laughs> into the mainstream. I feel like this year we will see a return of 90s hip hop, like Funkadelic, G-House kind of sound. And I already Please. see it um, coming around. And I, I definitely um, believe that it, it, it will come back. Also 90s um, Detroit house, what Calvin Harris kind of kind of does already. And then whatever the trap guys will do as well, um, just gonna evolve for sure. The Are you bored pop. of the trap hiats and the eight oh eights as dude, of now? Or? Dude, I'm not even. I'm not bored. I'm. I'm to an extent disgusted by it already, just because <laughs> I'm. I'm super sick of it. But it, it's all. It's good. It sounds dope. It sounds huge. But it's. It's the same all the time. It's. It's always the the same Lex Luger kick and snare and and, and the hi hat. It's changing the pitch and the form and shifted vocals and then the over auto-tuned uh, mumble rap. It's become so, really formalized. Yeah, right? it, it's, it's getting stale. As it's getting really stale. Any time. song yeah. I hear on the top hundreds has that sound. Yeah. And I also feel like people will get back to real instruments more because we had this huge period of time where electronic music has been dominating the charts with, with sound design, crazy sound design and, and, and electronic sounds. And it will also continue to, to do that. But I feel like more life, life-based stuff and real instruments will find their way into productions um, over the next couple of years. Definitely, man. Have you heard of these guys, Os, uh, uh, Gray, the, the producers, the duo, Gray? Yeah, yeah, the the Z guys. I've seen the, the Doku, the little one. Yeah, there's some. They are really cool producers, and uh, they they detailing that they put into the productions. They use a lot of uh, acoustic sounds. They use a lot of percussions. They use a lot of guitars. Yeah. 
you know, it's, it's nice to see that, you know, they're also bringing that into mainstream pop. Definitely. And actually, but they've, not only real instruments and, and the musicianship as well, but actually good definitely. chords. Just, so it sounds like it's actually being played on an instrument, not only definitely. flat velocity notes with a cheap sounding piano. Definitely. I really like them. And, and you should check this guy out, Osrin. Have you heard of him? What's his name? Osrin. O-S-R-I-N. Os- no, I haven't heard of it. He's, See, I that, think he's that's signed, why I'm not up to date. He's signed under, I think, uh, Stamped by Martin Garrix. Where? And he's probably a 22-year-old kid. Some killer productions, man. He's more of very intelligent pop, oh, really? I should say. You know, with these, he just drops the sudden jazz chord in between. I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? Huh. You know? So I'll he's a guy who that. knows his stuff. He's a guy who knows his stuff. Very detailed, very, very intricate productions. Nice. I'll and they have a lot sure. of feel. And they have a lot of feel. And that's what's most important. Nice. And for everyone listening, I will leave the names in, in the show notes for sure. I'll leave the links and I'll, I'll go through the podcast while editing and I'll write down everything that's being man- mentioned on the podcast. So everything's in the show notes, in Apple Podcasts and on, on my website. Nice. So just just to mention on the side, what has been for you, I've been asking Chris the same question two days ago, in terms of workflow, what what was your favorite purchase or download you did last year that allowed you to work more effectively, quickly, or just more interesting. Could be anything. Could be hardware, software, or just any little gadget, gear, whatever it is you bought. Um, doesn't matter the price. Uh, I think I think about two years back, it was. it's quite silly, actually, the launch pad. I just started investing into Ableton. Yeah. And uh, I got this launch pad, and now I've ordered a APC uh, Mark II. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, jamming with it. And I think it's more of an instrument, right? It's become an instrument these days. So, Well, that's if something... you want an instrument, that's, that's the push, the Ableton push. Yeah, the push. I had, right? Yeah, I had the, the first version. I sold it because I didn't fit my workflow. And okay. you wouldn't like it as well. Since you're a pianist, the layout of the notes is the same as on a guitar with the frets. So it's not piano laid out. It's, it's fret. True. So it's in half tones from left to right, and it's a little bit, a little bit confusing. And if you, if you use the smart scale mode, it's actually like fooling yourself since you know the chords on the piano. It's like, ah, oh, I just press one button and it's, it plays like the correct chord accordingly. Sure. Um, but the I APC, tried the, yeah, the, I tried the push too, but I didn't. I don't know the sensitivity of the pads wasn't really there for me. Yeah, and I didn't try the, the second one. I saw people use it and I enjoy like the, the the new display and new functionalities, but still it's it's not for me. I've been I bought the soft tube console and this has been a blessing for me as as, as I a saw mixer. That. I saw that. It it speeded up my workflow. Speeded sped sped up. Um sped up. <laughs> <laughs> two not English, not American guys talking <laughs> with each other. Do you say whatever. Uh <sighs> Softube console has been a blessing in terms of workflow. Ultimately, it's just a big MIDI controller. There's nothing happening in terms of sound. it comes with the software, sound. right? It comes with the software, which is super lightweight and sounds amazing. But the way you work with mixes, it doesn't help you a lot while producing. But when you come to the mixing stage, or if you're mixing client um, stuff, it's actually great 
I've been using it on an EP I was mixing for a friend of mine, uh, funk, soul, pop kind of thing. And nice. for the basic mix, for the initial one, two, three hours of the basic mix, I just use this software, which is basically a an SSL channel strip with EQ, gate, um, transient shaper, and compression. And man, it, it, it just, I don't need to search for 100 plugins. I usually would use something like FabFilter Pro-Q into a compressor into something else. Just, I just use this one and I jump, I navigate through the entire project only with the buttons. I don't even look at the screen that much. I'll listen to the sound. I'll listen to the compression. And although it has some minor setbacks that I don't like, um, it's still, it sped up my workflow a lot. And for the type of music I'm working on mixing right now, it's great. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't mix EDM with it. It has lots of layers, but since I'm not True. mixing EDM anymore anyways, it's been a huge workflow shift overall. Nice, man. Interesting stuff. And did you invest in the Slate uh, Slate plugins and stuff? Yeah, I had those for a year already. I've been using ah, them okay. for a year. I'm actually looking into reducing those since I don't use them all. I have the UADs, the UAD ones as well. Um, okay. And since I use the 1176 and stuff, the, the basic stuff like that, I use the UAD ones and they're sound amazing. And hence why I don't need the Slate ones that much. Okay. So I'm looking into purchasing the ones that I need, really need. The tape one is, is, is great. The, um, the stressor is amazing. But the 1176 and the EQs that it has, it, it's redundant. I can replace Definitely. those with, with the UAD ones or with stock ones. Uh, and I just don't need to pay the $15 a month. Although it's a good price still. Like you get it the is. entire, an, entire suite for 15 bucks, which is, man, it's not even a meal True. at the restaurant. So, and you get like the entire... For a beginner, if you like the plugins and you want good high quality sounding plugins, I would suggest getting it. Super dope. Definitely. Man, I wanted to ask you that much. I forgot <laughs> actually wilding. So I, sh I should have a notepad right here. I, I actually have it, but I should write down some questions. So what are you working on, on tomorrow? Tomorrow I'm going to be in the studio mixing some of my tracks for the next album that's coming out in probably the month end. By this month end, I should have an album out. But again, you just had an EP out. Now, now you're following up with an album. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, what's the what's the genre? What's the setting? It's a very uh, I don't know. It's a very folkish, a South Indian folkish based uh, film. So it's looking at that kind of sound again. My previous thing was more urban folk. This is more of a traditional folk kind of a subject, but again with my style in it. So it makes always it fun. you should always bring your own sauce into it. That's the purpose Definitely. of it all. That's how you so, build your own name. You're not going to get there by by copying or just making cookie cutter um, songs. True, true. That it sounds just just right about like everyone else. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Sweet. Yeah, I'm probably going to finish that podcast tomorrow, upload it as well, and work on my, my client stuff, which is waiting nice as well. One. What about traveling? Do you do that? Is, is there a possibility for you to travel a lot? I have been traveling a lot. So I do a lot of live shows as well with a lot of different artists. I collaborate with them. And um, every every month I have, like I make sure I get like two shows 
like two gigs where which is i keep traveling abroad a lot malaysia singapore sri lanka so is, is there a is really, there a market is there a market for there is there is a lot of really a lot of indians there a lot of uh, foreigners who also follow indian music there so see that's a thing i know nothing about tell me more so yeah malaysia is great singapore is great uh sri lanka is great us there's a lot of places canada uh south africa uh dubai uae you know there's a lot of places that really you know they keep getting we get, we keep getting constant inquiries from all of these places so so they inquire you to come over definitely because i feature a lot of artists with uh with our own band so 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 they all get in touch with me and then we all arrange all of these shows based on whoever the artist is we take them and it's it'll be fun and i have a set of my my close friends who who work with me and uh, on my films as well and also on the road they're super fun so it's a good break for me also to just go on the ro- on the road and uh, play these shows because it's it, it just distracts me from whatever i've been sitting and doing in the studio all by myself yeah it, it's a nice change of setting opens up your minds gets you more inspiration and i feel and i feel i also get back working way better than i was once i take that little break go for a live gig you understand something better once you play a gig and uh, once people connect to some certain songs you learn something new so that it's really all, helps it's all about yeah it's all about different perspective and inspiration in our job definitely like like i'll said again less less podcasts if if you for us we don't need a lot of iq like being smart in sense of being book smart we need to have a lot of creativity and focus and that's and perspective Definitely. that's what counts for us as, as musicians that what that's what's bringing the the food on the table is focus clean good focus and the creativity and you you get it only with with new experiences that's what Definitely. i'm feeling while i sit here and don't experience a lot except for this berlin german winter which is i wake up 9:30 8:30 it's dark kind of never sunny yeah and it's dark by 4 p.m. the latest it's it's freaking dark and it's dark for half a year <laughs> starting october and ending at the end of march probably starting wow. of start of april and it's just dark it gets like occasionally a little bit sunny but it's cold it's dark it's not green it's ugly it's gray you know what i mean <laughs> just yeah. just a gray ugly it's a very dull setting yeah. it's super dull and you get super dumb like like your thoughts yeah. you can just uh and you just just have like saliva out of your mouth like a zombie and it's just the energy is not there that you have in 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 the summer the inspiration creativity is lacking and if you if you're not going outside of the country somewhere it's sunny at least for a week man it, this shit is hard it's 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 definitely pushing on 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 a creative mind um True. not talking about depression here or, or you definitely can get depressed but it's just True. just the the uplifting energy that is that is lacking that that people have elsewhere and you guys in india you don't have our winners so that that that's a plus but at the end you kind of need need the contrast you know how would you know what what happiness and positivity is if if you don't have definitely. the contrast so that this this serves as as the contrast you need to go like inside in your cocoon get introspective <laughs> and come back 
like beautiful butterfly. But I, 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 I would wish for, for the cocoon phase to be a little bit shorter. <laughs> How many months is it again? How long does it last? Well, it, it it's pretty warm in right now. It's actually it's it's plus two still, and it's pretty warm for winter, and it's still okay. plus fifteen in October. But once November okay. hits, um, it's it's just raining. It's raining. It's it's darkish. The leaves fall from 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 the trees, and that's it. If if the the greenish look is gone, then then it's actually uh, gets gets pretty dark, and and it 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 stays that way until. The end of March, mid mid April, yeah. So it's it's solid at least solid five months of of S basically, yeah. But then again, my guys in Russia have minus twenty five degrees right now Celsius, which is uh, if you're if you're from the US and you have your system, your Fahrenheit, it's basically you're freezing your balls off. I know degrees. (laughs) So (laughs) minus twenty twenty five is is it gets worse than that even. So I know I'm sure they're suffering and. Fuck the shit overall. <laughs> so you're more so you're more grateful that way. Definitely. I, I, for myself, I, I see it that way. You always need to, to be I listen to, to be, you, I'm feeling grateful. You listen to Russia's stories and you're more grateful. <laughs> exactly. And count your blessings every day. And you, you need you need to have context. You need to put everything in context and you need to be aware of what's going on around you. So you're not just just meh, everything is bad. I feel depressed i feel bad everything is, is you know, I know. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of a lot of things to be thankful for and definitely man i definitely am so i'm looking forward to the to the spring season for sure which is not that far off from from right now it's mid january so two months two more months and then it's actually back to back to the usual nice man program yeah i'm actually looking into maybe I'm planning on to, I'm really planning on to take off the, either the first week of April or right around my birthday on the 24th and go to, maybe to Thailand with oh. the wifey and just, just fuck off for a week. It's, it's a beautiful right place. Now. Yeah, definitely. Have you been to Thailand? Way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's actually, it's a, it's a, it's a great place to unwind. And all of your favorite artists, I'm sure, will be performing there around. When are you planning to go there? Um, April. Okay, so John Mayer is going to be performing there. Oh, fuck yeah. And you're going to be, uh, I think, uh, Maroon 5 is performing. Well, those guys uh, can fuck off. And then there's there's a lot of... Uh, I've, I've written it down. I'll, I'll send you a message of who all are performing there. I've written down all their dates. Sure. And uh, Rita Ora is going to be there. And uh, nice, there's a lot of lot of artists. And for me, it's really close by, right? It's like a two hour flight. Yeah, for two, me, it's three hour three hour flight. Ten hour flight. Ten hour least. flight for yeah. you. Yeah, at least. But then there are like these beautiful beaches, great massages. Uh, shopping is great there. You love it. The food, uh, dude. The food. The food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the food. That's, is that's what I want. I, I want. I want. I want the the nature, the serenity. The peace and the fucking food. That's what I'm going Definitely, for. Definitely, dude. Definitely, dude. It's How long season. are you planning to go there for? At least a week. Yeah, a week should be cool. But I think yeah. you should stay there for a bit longer, maybe 10 days. Yeah, at, at least. That's what I, at, at least a week, maybe 10 days. Yeah. Um, it's not actually that more expensive if you go there for, for a couple of days more because the hot, hotels are very, super cheap. Definitely, very cheap. Yeah, and super the food cheap. is 
it's just funny. The food is so cheap. I can you can you like know, really get yeah. What I what I spend what I spend here for groceries in a week, I, I will eat there like a king, basically. And that's the whole point of going there. You know, you live like a king, chill, eat great food, meet great people. Yeah, the street markets they're insane. Uh, the shopping, everything. It's it's a great place. I yeah. love the people there. I love the vibe there. It's so you know, it's super chill. Yeah, I've seen more than it's enough travel good... travel shows to to enjoy it there for sure. Yeah, man. I've never been there actually should... until now, but I will. You should totally go there for like four days. You should be in Bangkok, and then you should go off to Phuket, and then you should do Pattaya. Uh, there are other islands there you should visit. So yeah, no. you need definitely ten days. I get back to you for sure. For for definitely, you guidance. buzz me anything you need. You just <laughs> text me. I've been there like about five to six times. Nice. Because I saw Bruno Mars there live. I saw a lot of people there. It's crazy, right? A lot of cool it, artists. It's a, come it's there, a so. market for them. They 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 get good money Definitely. there. Definitely. And you know the funny thing is, the funny thing is Bruno's songs. Every every single person there. There were about fifteen thousand people or twenty thousand people there in that auditorium and that in yeah. that huge ass place. There's not a single person that knows English. They can't speak English to save their lives. <laughs> But they know the lyric to every single song. Yeah, crazy how like, that's the same. That's that's a, coming back to my wife and and like. Yeah, man. I mean, that's nuts. The and they Bollywood love singing thing, also. That exactly. One more question, and I'll let you go for now because we have been talking for over an hour already, and that's that's enough. I squeezed enough juice out of you, and I've, I've, been, <laughs> babbling, I've been babbling a lot. I, I know, like I, I, t- I took a note for myself too talk less but I was no, man, it's, that, it's, that much. it's good to speak to you after a long time yeah I, but I, I'm babbling too much I'm here I, I wanna I wanna present the guests to to my audience I wanna let the guests speak I wanna I wanna squeeze out the juice out of the guests some some juicy information and I definitely need to babble less but I always get that excited to, to talk to um, smart and interesting people and it, it animates me to to talk a lot so definitely. I'm sorry I'm, I'm, I'm excusing Not myself in front of you it's, and in front of the audience and I promise to let everyone speak more and I will have everyone multiple times uh, on my Super. podcast so that's not the, the last time nice we to sit get down back here. the last questions was in regards to budgets um, so people will ask like like, do you make actually good money so you're doing full time and you do like 15, <laughs> 50 albums a year but what about the budgets you don't have to, to, to say exact numbers if you don't want to but Roughly, what are the numbers compared to to like international budgets, and how how do you spread those? Do you do it yourself, and how much how much do you get to keep to to survive? Actually, see, it really depends. Again, so here in India, for a film, I get a package. All of these, the music composers get a package deal, which means uh, you'll get about. So you get a rough rough sum, like a like a fixed sum of money, and then that's it. You'll get about uh, $70,000. And that's for the entire movie and for every For musician. the entire film, for the scores, for the singers, for the musicians, for the engineers, for the uh, for the mix, for the master, for the record, everything. But this is actually n- not a lot if you take it that Not way. a lot. Even, even for India, I feel like if you have a whole team behind you that you have to, to, to payroll, and even, even if you do mixing yourself, you still need some musicians you still need assistance here and there you still need man i don't know it, it's definitely and and that's the whole thing that's why 
a lot of people end up spending a lot more than they actually get. But for me, it works because if I'm taking up a project for about roughly around seventy to eighty thousand dollars, I'm the producer, I'm the composer. I do most of my mixes myself. I have like about two assistants for me. I work in I work in my studio most of the time just for recording vocals and stuff like that some instruments like guitars and stuff I I take other studios and that's quite cheap here actually these studios they charge about $20 for like an hour and these are really high end studios like super high end equipment so it's not a lot that's pretty cheap actually that's super cheap but you only can survive that way because you're super self reliant you rely on yourself for almost everything you do the production, the singing, the mixing, the mastering, and then you actually work out of, out of your own base, be it your home or um, like your studio. So you, ca you cut a lot of costs and that, that's not that's not everyone. Like that's not everyone. That's not how everyone does it. So a lot of people have about five producers producing their stuff. And each producer might charge about $500 a day. Crazy. And that'll work up to like a lot of money. So a lot of, I know a lot of friends of mine who are music composers and well-wishers and stuff. So they spend whatever they get on, you know, production, on everything. And even $80,000 is not easy. So if you're lucky and you're, exactly, if your brand builds bigger, you get about 100000 maybe 150, 200 even if your brand is really big. Yeah. How much but do you need? But then it's about, sorry? Excuse me. How much do you need to survive in a month for yourself? In uh, South India, it's quite cheap, actually. I think you need about $800. To survive for a month? Yeah, and for this, a month. Is this a sum that you can sustain a family with or just for yourself? For a family. For a family? For a family. Well, this is actually pretty good. You wouldn't be able to do that in anywhere in, in, in Europe, probably, except like Eastern Europe, for sure. Definitely. Um, that's cool. The cost of living is quite low here and that's why probably rates also are that, uh, are that a little cheap. But then, uh, again, it's all about working your way up. Yeah. And it's also not everything about just, just the money. It is also, it's important, of course. It's part of the business. Definitely. Definitely. But while, while you do music, it's, it's something to, to, to consider as well. But what's, what's the quality of living actually where you live? What about the, the public system the the education all that how how is it <clears throat> so here you know more the more i travel outside of the country and travel in a lot of places the food here is amazing dude you should totally come here just to try the food might be a little spicy for you yeah i'm but, definitely uh, a bitch i definitely <laughs> i'm definitely a bitch and in that regard i'm i'm always always crying around with my wife doing something spicy a little bit spicier than than hummus and and salt and pepper and i'm already breaking but i'm i'm working my way up there in terms, yeah, of, in so terms of spiciness indian food is great and you have some of the best italian restaurants some of the best mexican restaurants you have global cuisine is great the people are warm yeah, nice. and that's that's a correlation here. If 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 the the people, if there's this just simple working class people without like any any snobbery going on, y'all already have good food and and good good company, good soul. That's what I noticed. Definitely, people in in towns get snobby, they get rough, they get worked. Like they they don't enjoy life and and 
stuff as much as people in like poor communities because they they need to to have this this bond between them to keep together in a sense true true but life here is i don't know i like it i'm very comfortable here sweet so you're not planning to move to la buy a crib and shit like that so maybe i don't know probably in the future <laughs> it works out yeah but i i wouldn't mind even making you know some pop music here in india if if i had the chance but yeah. i know how it works you have to move to la to make it big there yeah because all all the big uh bollywood stars are already they're not in, in india they have homes in india but most of the time they spend time outside definitely so probably probably in the future yeah how do you feel like uh what's her name marrying nick jonas or priyanka is it nick jonas yeah Is it Nick Jones? It is. Yeah, it's Nick Jones. Yeah. How 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 do you how do you like that? How how do you find it? It's funny, huh? Like it's very unusual. They're a cute couple, man. Yeah. How how, how do you like her? Do you, do you see She's her a as, great like, actress. She's she's really worked her way up. She's been yeah. through a lot of yeah. and and being an actress here in India is not a it's not an easy job because you uh, need to have balls lady big Definitely. lady balls to to big sustain lady balls yourself of yeah, steel big lady too. balls out of freaking because it's a very male driven industry here yes. and i mean everywhere for that matter but you know to really be successful and you know people to really respect you you need to really put in that hard work and so about dealing with a lot of men and hats off to priyanka chopra man she's she's really come the hard way very humble background and Yeah. She's made it such a. She's made it huge, and she's made it so successful in in Hollywood as as well. So that's really cool. Yeah, people cool here in India are all like, "Whoa, we're so proud of you!" But when she was struggling, people were like, "You know, putting her down." Yeah, that, that, that's all a circle. It is. People Life want to align themselves with a winner. They don't want you to win, actually. But when you're a winner, you're a winner. Exactly. That, that's how it is all the time. It's it's everywhere, anywhere. So. Definitely. While you're up, while you're struggling, nobody wants to see you struggle. Actually, <laughs> it's just the Funny, way it is. Man. People, people don't want to. They don't want you to win, but they want a winner. <laughs> it's it's like contradicting that's in itself. Reality, man. But that that's how it is. Um, whatever it that's means it in the end True. for yourself. Um, so, yeah, gotta decide for yourself. Well, man, yeah, man. let's end it here. I'm. I'm pretty sure you're always already squeezed out. Um no, I'm I'm definitely yeah. This is fun. I'm, yeah, it is. I mean, I'm I'm very much stimulated and, and super hyped right now and I haven't drank <laughs> coffee. I just drank some water <laughs> right before and I'm super stimulated. Um but yeah, I mean it's been over 90 minutes right now. Just a little bit That's over. That's awesome, dude. I even didn't even know it's been that long. Yeah, the flying times by if you get stimulated like that, never notice. And even if I edit it down without my Ms and us, where I, which I try to edit out just a little bit, um, will still be 80 minutes or something, probably. So that's that's been oh, a nice, be cool. yeah, it's been a nice podcast, and I definitely appreciate you taking the time and shedding some light on on the industry. Thank you, brother. Thank you. It's been great, and uh, let's do this one more time. Do it anytime, or several times later. Anytime, anytime. I'll hit you up it's probably fun. in a month already, and then, <laughs> then we actually, I want to hear you talk more about, uh, you know, what are your thoughts about how the music industry is, and probably we'll do that next time. This time has been about me. Next time is going to be about you. 
dude, I've been babbling way too much this time, but I'll hit you up in no, a month bro. for sure. And when, when then we sit down Definitely. and talk about we'll sit it down again. again and talk. Bro, it's been a pleasure. And Thank you so much, where man. can we can where can we find out a little bit more about you? Where can we listen to your music? Uh, I don't know on my. Well, Facebook. I can say it. You you are on Spotify. If you look up Leon James on Spotify, yeah. you can listen to like I did just a couple of days ago, and you're definitely there. True, and, I'm on Spotify. And, yeah, please uh, please send me some of your movies. Maybe one I'll or do that. two. Yeah, I'll I'll link them I'll up that. as well. Even though so, Spotify isn't in India, I mean it's a lot of Indian music is there, but we're still waiting for it. But Right. I'll send you the links. But as, you're still as, you're on Spotify. But you you're getting released over a big label. You you're probably over Sony or Yeah, Sony Music. See, Sony Music India. There you go. Next time we talk about the major label life in, in, in India. I should I should ask you about that as well. So definitely. You definitely have some some juicy stories about that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> and totally. I'll tell you some of uh, some about Oh Germany. hells yeah. I'll tell I you some about Germany as well. Yeah, I had well. I had some experience here. I definitely had some life light, light to shed. Um some nice. some stuff to expose. That's a little nice. little clickbait right here for next time. <laughs> so again, um people hit up Leon James. He's part of the damn good group on Facebook as well. So if you want a Q&A, we do a Q&A text-wise, um, if you're down to. Um, totally, man. Otherwise, Spotify, Leon James. Bro, thanks so much for being on here. It's been a pleasure. And Thank you, man. It's been my pleasure. See you next time, bro. Thanks a lot. See you, brother.